welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Welcome to Turn the Page podcast. This is Jessica, and I am here with the author of uh, This is Killing Rain, which is a sequel to Killing Fire. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. A ki- actually, A Killing Rain, which is a sequel to A Killing Fire. Correct, um, yeah. And um, this is the second in what's going to be a four-book series, correct? Right, four-book series based on the elements. So fire... Um, was the first one. Um, water is the second one. Um, air was going to be the third one, and I'm going to end with soil. And I'm I'm already anticipating the fun I am going to have with earth and soil. <laughs> oh, so exciting! Uh, well, first of all, why don't you actually like let the audience know who um, who you are, what your name is, and um, how you came to this series? Um, certainly. So uh, my name is Faye Snowden. Um, I have been writing since I, you know, my early teens. Um, first started publishing, you know, poems and then short stories and then romantic suspense. Uh, and then I took a pause from writing for, oh, I want to say about eight, nine years, almost 10 years. Um, came back in 20, uh, around 2017 when I finished this, the first book, A Kill of Fire. Um, and the, it's really strange how I came to write this book. Um, I started thinking about, you know, um, especially um, I, 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 did, I had a hard childhood. And, you know, my, I always say my parents were divorced. Like, you know, most, uh, most of us have had to be children of divorce. And my mom and dad, it was really acrimonious. And my, you know, they fought and they would like um, disparage, my mom especially would disparage my dad to me. And I really favored my dad. I totally looked like him. And I've always wondered when she was, you know, saying her mean things about him, I was like, well, how much is that is in me? And so, you know, as writers and your imagination starts going on and on. And I started thinking about, I'm wondering, you know, how a daughter would feel if her dad was really, really bad, right? If, you know, and then I started wondering, well, what if he was a serial killer? How would she manage that? And so I kind of wanted to kind of explore that. And that's how Raven came to be and Floyd Burns came to be. And then I just, you know, started the book. So the first book really um, lays down the story. That's a killing fire, uh, which is uh, so Floyd Burns being Raven's father, who's a serial killer, right. uh, was Floyd Fire Burns. Um, mm-hmm. And the first book, uh, Raven is um, she's working with um, law enforcement. Yes. And she, she's a yeah. So she's a homicide detective, right? Um, yeah. And, and yeah, in the first book, and she's a daughter of the Floyd Fire Barnes, a serial killer. And uh, he, he's long gone when the books open. You know, he's been executed in a 
uh, in a way. He's he's gone. So she's having a deal. She's in a, in the first book. She's in Birds Landing, Louisiana, where she grew up. Um, you know, she spent her formative years there, and she um, is a police a homicide detective. And she has already the town is kind of looking at her with a side eye because of what her father did. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're a homicide detective, but homicide, yeah, they, they probably like homicide is in her blood is what you probably think unfortunately when you're looking at the child of a serial killer everybody kind of wonders whether this is like you have a predisposition to this type of violence exactly exactly and it, you know and 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 the the funny part not the funny part the, the ironic part is is that raven and she's trying to make up for this for all of her life you know she and floyd were very very close she was very close to her dad she still loved her dad but um and they and for a while they traveled together after he left his first wife he took her with him and they traveled together and she was actually complicit like for example as a when she was a small child she would kind of lure she didn't know what she was doing of course because she was way too young but she would kind of lure victims right and then of course now that she's an adult she thinks about that and then she wonders how complicit she was in her father and some of her father's murders yeah so by the end of a killing fire she left that homicide detective position Mm -hmm. Um, and when we find her now, she's, um, she's a waitress, um, but she's still very much in the mindset of what she left behind. And of course, um, in the mindset of being the daughter of Floyd Burns, she's sort of haunted by her father. Like she hears his voice, um, which is very interesting. Uh, (laughs) and she finds, um, that there is another serial killing situation happening and um, her nephew is the prime suspect. And the so, second one, yeah. Yeah, so where did, um, where did you think this journey was going from book one to now? Uh, and did Raven's story kind of take you in a different uh, direction? Yeah, I I knew that at the end of the first book, is it Raven's a character I know very, like, for some reason, a character I know well. Um, I knew that she wanted out, right? She wanted out of being a homicide detective and being a homicide detective in Birdsman Landing, where she, Louisiana, it's very, it's, it's kind of corrupt, right? The police department is kind of corrupt. So she just wanted out of that. She wanted a normal life and she wanted, but she, I didn't see her especially at the end of the second, at the end of the first book, I did not see her just doing what she did at the end of the first book and just going into this waitressing and then all of a sudden she's all out of it and everything's fine and it's all roses and sunshine. Right. So I, I just felt that, um, that realistically she would have been pulled back to that, pulled back to being a homicide detective and going back. But she she has a choice right after she goes in um without doing any spoilers she has a choice to make at the end of that book as well just as she did the first one and it's like which way is she gonna go is she gonna continue on with her um life uh in this different direction or she's just gonna go back to the same old same old so yeah when you are um sort of 
put it, you said that the books are going to be based on the elements. Mm -hmm. uh, fire is the natural beginning, mm -hmm. um, obviously because of um, Floyd Fire Burns. Um, how did you decide it was going to start at fire and end at soil? Well, uh, it's so funny. Um, I, I, for fire, and it's so weird how when you write, you don't realize how much is your subconscious and how much your experiences from your, you know, your childhood and all this stuff kind of you're, you're writing about, you dig all that crap up. That, that, that stuff does not, that stuff does not stay down. Right. And it was so funny. I've, I've never been like fascinated by fire. I never really like stood at the stove when you turn on the stove and watch the, the fire and flame and just kind of stare at it with your head, my head cocked. I didn't do that. But um, when I was writing this book, that obsession with fire came out and my sisters read it and she called me up and she goes, ah, yeah, that was a tough fire. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, remember that fire we were in when we were kids? And I, and she reminded me and I kind of knew about it. It was kind of, but it was stuffed way down that um, we were actually in a fire and she has memories of firemen actually breaking down the walls to get us out because we were stuck in the house with the fire and so I think that's where a lot of that came up for me I don't have that I kind of have that memory after she said it but I didn't I must have blacked it out but I totally remember the flames and um I remember this tree and then the flames back yellow flames backlit in this tree is one of the images that I have but I don't yeah I didn't realize that until she reminded me of that yeah so it's kind of funny yeah yeah, that's actually pretty crazy. Like, how could you forget something like that? Yeah. But, it, but um, it, it sort of shows up in, in the book. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, I guess um, water would be a natural uh, secondary element. Right, right. And then water, yes, would be the next. Because, um, you know, water is, uh, is, well, fire can be seen as cleansing too. But if you look at it, you know, like a symbol, water can be cleansing and as well. And um, yeah. And then soil, though, I just figure, you know, with all the death that surrounds Raven, soil is really the natural, the natural end to the book. I can't wait to watch, write that one. Yeah, <laughs> that, that actually, that actually makes a lot of sense. And now, yeah. I'm, uh, now I'm getting pretty excited about that as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like one of the things I actually wanted to know is do you do, do you kind of see Rachel's um, the voice of her father do you see that as almost like a supernatural element to it or are we not really supposed to be sure I think I would love I would love to turn the series more toward a supernatural um, bent. But, you know, talking to, you know, my writing partner and everybody and she's saying, Faye, that's not what what people expect. I think we I think we'll never be sure. Um, I, you know, I, and I'm not sure either if that would be the right direction for the book. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So. Are you OK? No, that, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I like that. And I think that there is, you know, something to be said for leaving that sort of ambiguous I think um, mm -hmm. a lot of times when I'm reading um, a mystery um, or a thriller 
the supernatural aspect of it, it either works really, really well mm -hmm. or it feels tacked on. And yeah. what I like about this um, is that, and, and kind of what you were implying is that we're, we might not know. I mean, it really leaves it open to interpretation, much like when you're watching true crime and, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you have uh, this person claim that they were haunted or something, you know, I mean, in, in general, you're probably like, yeah, no, this was something else going on. But there is always that question. Um, and I think when, you know, you're not really talking about a serial killer, you're talking about the child of a serial killer who's very mm. much haunted by how much, you know, as you were saying, she feels she might have been complicit, how much she adored her father, how much mm. this all, you know, meant. And then, you know, in the first, like trying to sort of make her way as a homicide detective and leaving it, it, it really does kind of lend itself to thinking, well, you know, are, is she just haunted? Is this something psychological or like, is this like a actual haunting? And I love it because it, it sort of is a really interesting way of pushing a story. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it is interesting to me. And I think that, um, you know, because I, I just think we don't know, right? And I was just in the house, um, and I have a, I'm in my detached office right now, and I just went in to get some coffee and before this interview, and um, I asked the kids, I mean, because I live, we have a multi-generational household, um, and I said, you guys, last night, did you hear someone say, be quiet, around three o'clock in the morning, and everybody, all the heads just whipped around <laughs> And they looked at me and then my daughter-in-law's face, it was just got so still and serious. And she goes, no, this house, it's haunted, right? <laughs> so it's almost like, you know, you just don't, yeah. you just don't know. And I think that, um, I think that in some ways, I think that's kind of if you're rating, if you're, but in other ways, and if you're a reader, maybe you want things all nice and in a pretty bow, but in real life, you just don't know. It's right? messy, right? It's messy. Right? And Raven yeah. is very messy too. So yeah, she I like is. that. Mm -hmm. um, so do you have um, an idea of what's going to happen in the next book? I do not. Um, I, I know... Um, I, I know what I wanted to um, to write it on, but I don't, I don't know if that's going to work yet. And uh, I, I just... Um, my, my, just to kind of tell you, I, and I don't know, I don't know, this may turn out to be another book, but I just am really fascinated about murders that um, happen out there that don't seem to matter to people, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> they just don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right? I, yeah, just like... Um, these three men and um, that I, I, and one of them I knew grew, growing up were shot execution style in my hometown. And it was not, I, I just felt like I, I wanna, like things, I wanna explore things like that anymore. Cause these things matter, but they don't matter um, in our press, in our media, even in our, you know, in our conversations with each other, because, you know, people feel some kind of way about 
the type of person or maybe they got themselves in that situation. Oh, or, absolutely. A hundred percent. Like, so like, you yeah. know, like, oh, well, she was a sex worker. So, exactly. you know, or, you know, racially, I mean, you know, yeah. a, a white woman goes missing and there's news stories all over the place about her, but how many black women have gone missing and you just don't hear about it. Yeah. And it's just so wild. I mean, just thinking about um the, the most recent case was a Gabby Petito who was mm. it Petito? Yeah, she's from, I think this, um, this area uh, around Syosset. She's not from Syosset, but she's from Long Island, which is actually quite a Long Island. If you have not been there, it is like two hours from front to, to back. Uh, so it's not a misnomer, <laughs> um, you know, uh, but it is, it is local when people think of Long Island, it is local. Uh, and you heard about her everywhere. Yeah, like you, this wasn't just a local case. This wasn't just local girl missing. This was a national story right and I certainly felt for the parents I mean you can't not but it but it was sort of like whispered you know with some people like this is really terrible and how many black women have gone missing too and right and then Indian women yeah 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 and yeah like why 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 are we in this situation where we can't make this a national story regardless or mm -hmm. and again like another local story which is somewhat national is um, the Gilgo Beach murders like oh well they were sex workers like uh -huh. why like okay well they were people they had family who loved them they didn't want to die mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking about, kind of running around my head for the for the second for the second book. Yeah. Or the third book. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is the second book. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've written a whole bunch of other uh, books and you've written in other genres. What do you like to read? Oh, my goodness. Um, I am such a, an eclectic reader. Um, I like to read everything. I like uh, biographies. And then I like um, mysteries, of course, thrillers. I like uh, what they call mainstream or literary fiction. Um, gosh, all that. I just finished reading uh, Amor. Oh, I'm going to screw up his name. But Amor the Lincoln Highway, which I thought was so very interesting to me. Um, uh, yeah, so I just, I read, I read everything. Yeah. How do you craft your characters? I know that you'd mentioned um, you have um, some of yourself in Raven, mm -hmm. um, but just in general, when you're approaching characters, do you find that uh, they build themselves organically or um, are they all sort of, uh, do they come to you as in forms of people that you kind of know or personality traits? It is so weird, um, Jessica. It is a word. Floyd Burns came to me whole. He was just like this character that kind of walked in and sat down and said, here I am. <laughs> Do your worst. Um, and then another character that I wrote in my last books, um, Richard T. Marvel, um, he also was a character that just started talking to me in my head. This is when I was writing Romantic Suspense way back. Um, this, uh, uh, but a raven, I had to work at her. 
Um, so that means I had to like interview and I interview all my characters, interview them. Um, I do like a, pro, a profile on them. Um, you know, what do they like? What are their, what do they hate? What do they hate? What are their pet peeves? What do they like drunk? What do they like sober? What do they like to drink? I'd like to get to know, get to know them. Um, and I try to do that with my main characters, not so much with my, um, secondary characters they kind of grow organically but i i try to treat them as as full human beings yeah, yeah so annie lamont um had a really good thing about tending the garden to use the metaphor of you know pretend that your guard your characters have a garden you know what do they plant in that garden what do they tend what do they neglect you know what are they you know what do they care about in that in that i try to use that a lot too So my last question is, um, would you like to see this developed into some sort of maybe like series, like a television? Oh my gosh, that would be, <laughs> that would be my, my wish. Um, my, my son uh, asked me that all the time. I was like, Mom, if, if someone did, uh, if someone did a, a series or a film on this, wh who would play Raven? And would you that's, like that? Now that's what I want to know. There you go. Okay. You ever watch Big Sky? Um, yeah. The woman, and I can't think of the character name, which is awful, but I think that the woman who plays um, one of the detectives or one of the private investigators, the black woman there, I think she would be an awesome Raven. What is her name? Gosh, I, I, I want to go look I'm, it up. I'm right looking now. it up right now. I'm looking it up right now. I love, I just love her look. I love how she walks and how she plays that part. Um, Cassie, um, uh, uh, Kylie Bunbury? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah, and I think she's just so beautiful. Um, I think she would be an awesome raven. I agree. Well, <laughs> this book has gotten such good press. Um, and I actually, I, I lied. Um, my, la uh, my, <laughs> my last question, or the last thing I wanted to ask you about a little bit is um, the publisher you went with. Could you talk a little bit about them? Um, yes, uh, Flame Tree is a small publisher out of the UK, um, and I have been with large publishers. I published my first book with Kensington, and what I love about Flame Tree is that they um, pay attention to their authors. And my editor um, Don, he he, um, he knows how to edit my books without making me feel like this, you know, like a tiny little like. <laughs> you know, woman, I mean, like a grade school student or something like that. He, um, uh, he doesn't make me spill. Um, yeah, he, uh, he does a great job in editing. Um, you get a lot of personal attention there. Um, and I, and they usually, they publish primarily horror, um, but they were branching out when I signed with them, I think a couple of, in 2018. Yeah. So I really like them. I really like working with them. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of things from them lately, and mm -hmm. I, I'm finding just all of these smaller publishers oh, sort of yeah. sprouting up, and I love it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they have a big distribution. I think they just, I'm not, I think I know, they, they're, uh, Simon & Schuster distributes their work, so you can get their books anywhere, anywhere, so... Yeah. Well, that is, if that isn't a hint, I don't know what is. You can get <laughs> a killing rain and a killing fire uh, anywhere. Um, 
when is this book due out? It's due out, I believe, the end of June? June 21st, 2022. All right. So get ready for a Killing Rain sequel to A Killing Fire, the next in uh, the Raven Burn series. And um, I'm looking forward to, wait, so the, the, the last one is A Killing Soil. Do we know what the air one is going to be called? Um, no, that's going to be that's going to be interesting because okay, so I have boys, and my boys from the time they were two years old, you say fart and they fall out and roll on the floor. I don't know. It, it, I didn't understand. <laughs> I still don't understand. And now they're almost thirty, and it's the same way. And then I was like, okay, a killing wind, and they fell out. And I said, I can't be a killing wind. No. So I I don't I don't know. <laughs> Jessica, you may have to help me. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to call it. Killing well, air is not even. A yeah, I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that um <laughs> it's out there. But man, Faye, your sons. <laughs> I mean, but you nailed it. It it yeah. never. It just it's one of those things. <laughs> it can't be. So it may have to be a little bit different. I loved what flame. Oh, another thing I like about Flame Tree is I don't know who does their covers. But when they send me their covers, they say, how do you like that? And I'm saying, I just can't. They're amazing. I just love the two covers for these. I don't know who they got to do those covers. but they Yeah, they're really, they're really good. I think that just the art of book covers has really uh, upped its game um, in, in like the last decade, especially. Uh, we all kind of got tired of hearing, oh, you don't judge a book by its cover. Well, that's yeah. not true. Totally do. Yeah, you know, but what I like yeah. what I like that they did. They put a Ravens Burns tell on this one. Yeah, so I think I can have a little bit of leeway with the titles because they'll just put the Raven Burns tells, and if it's not a Killing Land, maybe it can't be a Killing Land, but it, but it'll be something, <laughs> and they'll know it's a <laughs> they'll know that it's in the series, right? Yeah. Have a wonderful, wonderful uh, rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you are so welcome. And thank you for having me. This means so much. Oh, so, no problem. Kind of reading um, the books too. Yeah. I, it's great. I think um, it's going to be, again, this one's going to be a hit. Like um, the first one, a lot of people really loved it. This one you're going to love. Uh, and we're looking forward to seeing where Raven's Path takes her. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Once, once again, this was Jessica with Syosset Library. Uh, our guest today was? Faye Snowden. And we are going to close this chapter of Turn the Page. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.